Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine, your host, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me today. I have been so grateful to have with me some dynamic guests, and I'm so excited about what's to come. This season of Girl Go Global podcasting has been so great, and we are looking forward to much, much more in 2023. But as we begin to wrap up this season's content, I'm so glad, glad, glad to have with me today, a dynamic guest. She is phenomenal. But first, let me let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Black Directory, the largest Black business directory in the world. So you can Google or visit www.blackdirectory.com to look for Black Directory businesses all across the country. If you're looking for an accountant, if you're looking for a real estate agent, if you are looking for your local grocer, look at Black Directory. They have dynamic businesses listed all across the globe. As I said, I say it's the largest Black business directory, and I'm so excited and proud to be a member of Black Directory. I have had some great opportunities to network with like-minded Black business owners, and I have also started to make some deep connections around access to capital, as well as other teaming opportunities. So if you are looking to broaden your reach as a Black business owner, please, please, please don't forget to visit. It will do nothing less than add value to your business. I promise you. So today, as I shared, I have with me a dynamic guest of real life Black girl magic, y'all. She is the Honorable Joe Beth Colby Davis. She is the Bohemian Progressive Liberal Party politician and attorney who has been the Bohemian Minister of Housing and Transportation since September 2021. She has been a member of parliament in the Bahamas for more than five years. Minister Kobe Davis holds an LLM in energy law and policy from the University of Dundee in Scotland. She gained her Bachelor of Law degree with business management at Keele University in the UK, y'all. She completed her bar vocational course at Nottingham Trent University. She is the youngest female to be appointed to a cabinet position in the Bahamas. I'm so excited to have with me Minister Colby Davis. Would you please, please, please introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community? Thank you so much, Dr. Jasmine. I honestly don't know what else to say because I think (laughs) you did such an amazing, amazing job with um, that introduction. But I will say that I am married. I do have my husband and my we share beautiful daughter bethany so i if i was to add anything else to your introduction i'll add in my family who's been my support who's been my backbone to that introduction to say my husband donovan and bethany is always there to support me and so i'm I'm glad to have them a part of my life beautiful i'm so glad to have you so glad to chit chat with you and i'm so glad to have this conversation around all the great things that you are doing in the Bahamas, especially as the youngest female member of parliament. So let's jump right to this conversation around yeah. how you landed in parliament. Like literally, I, how did you get there? What, how did you choose this path for yourself? 
Dr. Jasmine, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I struggle to answer that question, honestly, because um, like you said, you read off my credentials. So I um, took my education series. I got my qualifications. I was in a job that I completely dreamed of for myself. I, I loved what I did. I was in-house legal counsel for an oil company. I did all of their legal work. I had a very, very comfortable salary. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was young when I finished. I was 26 when I got that role. And so I had a lot of responsibilities at the age of 26 because I sat in that role from that age. Um, but I enjoyed what I did. And I just think that everything that happened since then was not, I, I didn't have control of it. Um, I usually like to do um, extracurricular activities because yes, I'm from the Bahamas, but part of my education, I grew up in America. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and a part of the American um, education system is you're not a great student if you just mm. get A's. You're a great student if you get A's while being a part of this glee club, that club, this club, you know what I mean? So that's mm -hmm. how I was taught. And so I always thought that what extra can I give back while I'm also working really hard. So when I got my job, I said I needed to do something extra in the evenings, keep myself busy and not be idle. So I started working with the Progressive Liberal Party on their legal team as they prepared for the 2012 election. Okay. They were successful in that election. And um, I went back to my life and, and every time they had a function, I would assist with planning. Then in the 2017 election, because we do elections every five years, I worked with the party again, really, really, really hard this time. By then I was well known with, around with key persons in the party. And so I continued working really hard, hoping that they would be successful again. They were unsuccessful. In fact, they lost really bad. We only won four seats out of 39. Wow. And so, yeah, it was a really bad loss. And then um, there were conversations about how to restructure the look of the party and that's when they started looking outside of the norm family structures of who's known or who you could call on to get the job done and there was a decision to try and bring some new energy and they had a list of females that they were sending around my name ended up on the list and I was chosen to be a senator for the opposition um, in wow. 2017 which is a part of our parliament. And so that's how I started my journey. Wow, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. So amazing. So since yeah. then, you are leading uh, the Ministry of Housing and Transportation um, yeah. due to the recent election that took place mm -hmm. in 2021. Mm -hmm. How did you land leading two different organizations? <laughs> please, <laughs> please help me figure this out. <laughs> is that um, a trend? I, I, I honestly, I will tell you that whilst we were preparing for the election, um, we worked really hard to kind of define ourselves um, as a party to say what it is, is going to be our message to the Bahamian people. What do we want to achieve? What's our priorities? And a part of that, we created a platform committee. And the platform committee, it it divided into sections, persons with um, strengths and weaknesses in certain areas. So your strengths were what you were pushed towards. I actually wanted education at first. So I oh. told them, please let me work on education um, committee. 
I worked, of course, on the Energy and Environment Committee, basically because of my qualifications, my master's in energy law and policy. And then I asked for housing because I actually was trying to convince them to create a housing and urban development ministry, which okay. would be similar to HUD that they have in the United States. Um, so I always was focused on housing. I knew how important housing was. My parents were reciprocants of the housing program in the 1980s. I was two years old when they moved into affordable home by the government's program. Okay. And I just know how my life kind of grew based on them entering into that home at a young age and being able to learn responsibility, financial responsibility, and just developing their family and being able to see the level of success they dreamed of. And so I wanted housing. Now, transport was just like, an additional thing. And I didn't realize how large it was until I actually got into the ministry. And I was like, wait, this is just two separate ministries put together as one. But I'm trying to balance, balancing a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's so. awesome. There's definitely something they saw in you. And, and I could see, you know, you doing well um, in this, this particular, these particular roles, and then that leading to something else. It sounds mm. like your path has been paid for you in ways that are almost, you know, spiritual or godlike, mm, if you will. Yes. Can you tell I, me about your faith and what role you think your faith has played in these opportunities that you've had. I, I always say, you know, God is just so amazing. He's like, he's almost like a parent. You have a, a strong relationship with your parent, like a father or your mother, a strong relationship. And you ask them for things and they kind of redirect when mm -hmm. they know, because they lived here before. So they know what's good for you. They know what's going to hurt you. So even if they want to give you sometimes what you want, they kind of deter you and push you towards what yeah. you need. And so that's kind of the relationship I have with God. I pray and I say exactly what it is I want. And then when, when me and my husband, um, when he proposed to me, we sat down and I said, let's create a vision board and let's mm -hmm. pray over our vision board. And so we, uh, my husband is Anglican. And so we did our counseling with the priests at the Anglican church. And um, we told him about our vision board. And a part of that was just a part of my vision board was my vision for my families, for me to be elevated into the best role where I can excel in my profession and be able to support my family. And so that was my prayer and mm. that continued with me. So even when I sat in my office as a in-house counsel for an oil company, I always used to, sometimes through the day, I would pray to God and say, I just want to make sure this is what you have for me. Because, you know, sometimes it's like, this is going too good. I just want to make sure this is actually, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my humbleness, my, mm. my spirit of humility. I don't want to get so big headed that I forget that you're the reason I'm here. And so my prayer to him was always just make sure this is actually what you have for me. I, I mm. want you to know that I'm still leaning on you. Um, so even when I was seeing myself enter into politics and the success of me continuing to move forward. I kept going to him and like, my God, I want to do what you have for me, but I didn't choose this politics mm. now. I'm not sure, is this what you have for me? But even now in my role, I always enter, even before I go before my team or, or even in the public, before I do a press announcement or a press statement or speak to the media, I always pray for my tongue to be guided. Because mm. I want people to finally, if it's the only opportunity they have, experience 
government officials that just mean them well. Oh, and good. I think we've lost that. Uh, in so, along the way, somehow we've lost that experience for some persons, not everyone, but some. And so I said, it's, it's probably just, even if it's just for this moment, for me to enter into politics and show people that there are true, genuine people with integrity and humility who honestly want to do good that can transform and change your lives. And that's what I'm here to do. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. And it sounds just so authentic. Yeah. I feel so connected with it. And, and I just believe that that vision board, and I'm sure you had a professional vision board and in the mm-hmm. way that you entreat the Lord with through prayer. Oh and, yeah. He was and, in the middle just, of our board. If he was yes. in the middle, Look in the that. center. <laughs> oh my goodness. And and I and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to even you to even share that because so often people in political positions don't always feel um comfortable with sharing their faith in ways. Yeah. Um, because they you are serving a community that may not always have the same faith Correct. as you do. But we are all entitled to our faith and I'm mm-hmm. so excited about your future. So when you think about uh your faith and your vision board, did you ever think that you would be the first <laughs> female in parliament in the Bahamas like literally there are women across the globe just breaking barriers and you are one of them. Like this is, Mm -hmm. you have made history. How does it feel? And what obstacles did you have to overcome in order to just become successful in this area? Um, I I mean, it's been amazing. It's a, it's a a very, it was a tough road. Many times I questioned um, God. I'm, I'm like, why, why this? You know, I was, doing well you know I didn't need this you know it, I, it's not one of these cases where it was like gosh hurry up find me an option because I'm running out of them you know so yeah questions him because it was really tough and even sometimes today it's quite tough because I will correct you not the first female but the first youngest female okay um, yes. in cabinet mm-hmm. um and and so for me it was like well why am I given this heavy responsibility at this age when all of my other colleagues past and present obviously they got to live their life and get to a certain age and then come into this and it feels as if I was thrown into it at such a young age and um it kind of it kind of stressed me a little bit because Mm. I'm just growing my family my daughter's only three years old Mm. so she has to grow into this public life yeah. Um, simply because her mother is a politician mm. in the Bahamas where we have less than 400,000 people as our population. Wow. So it's no way she can escape not being known yeah. as Minister Kobe Davis' daughter. Whether I continue to serve or not, she will carry that for yeah. the rest of her life. And so I questioned God a lot of the times, um, even where I went to run as my constituency, I ran against someone who was very, very, very well known in the community, a top surgeon, um, um, well in his career, well known, helped a lot of persons, obviously, um, by what he does in in his profession, um, come from a very good, wealthy, strong family. So it was almost like David and Goliath type of thing, (laughs) um, because it was a tough fight um, trying to get known and, Mm. and, and, and let the people Um, know who I am and so I had to show them just me just the pureness 
of my wow. heart so people can buy in and actually connect with my story and mm. understand that the position I would be placed in would be better suited for them to be served in the way that they want. And so it was a fight. It was a fight. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't, and I think I came in so naive to, okay. um, I would say to the other side of politics, which is the dark side, the nastiness yeah. that, that people say about you that they do. And, and, and even the setting up, people trying to set you up and, and this, that. And that is what I think the, if it's anything else that turned me off, it's just that I had to fight. And still to this day, in a lot of instances, you have to fight through that. And mm. I'm like, I am fighting through this because I have to prove something based on God's mission because this is his mission. This has never been a desire of mine. Mm. I put persons on my um, vision board who I aspire to be like, but I don't, they're, none of them are politicians. I put yeah. Oprah, I put Michelle Obama. I mean, they're not, <laughs> they weren't serving with, like how I'm serving. So I right. just saw them as powerful professionals who are well-respected, who carry themselves well with integrity, humility, and, and help people when they can. But I never saw politics in my life. And so I didn't ask for it. And so sometimes when it gets a little tough, when the rule gets tough, I sit back and I'm like, God, did you really, did you make a mistake? Mm. Like, Let's sit and talk during my prayer session. And, and I want you to explain to me what's happening. And, he, and, and at the end of the day, a, a calm comes over me, mm. a message comes. And you know, my constituents know that I serve God because they, sometimes they wake up in the morning, they will send me a WhatsApp, which is a scripture. Mm. One of them sent me a list of scriptures to, to read and they'll send encouraging words. Minister, oh. we're always praying for you. We're so proud of you. Stay strong. God got you. And, you know, and, and I love that because that means I've already defined who I am. Mm. to them what my standards are That's to them good. and so their conversation to me is because this is who she is and we mm. respect that and they show me that respect as opposed to speaking sideways or whatever they when they approach me it's always we know that you serve God we know that you trust in him we know that you pray for him and so when we come to you we're letting you know that we are joining in prayer to cover you to keep you the blood of Jesus over you and I love that about them because mm. that means when I walked the streets and knocked on their door and hosted my town all meetings I really sent the message loud and clear that God is the reason I'm here and mm. so they respect that. And I love that. I love mm. that too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Being able to live authentically in yes. your faith. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. So if you were to talk about how you're balanced, and I want to reach back to something you said when you talked about how to how you're balancing, you're, you're running two ministries yeah. and then you're married with a young child or with a young daughter who's looking up to you. I'm very, very sure of that. Mm -hmm. How are you balancing all of your professional life with your home life? My balance is because I just have, I would say the most amazing, the most amazing village to lean on. My, first of all, my, my family, my parents, my dad, my mom, my sisters. I mean, I can call them. I, you know, I've served in the Senate. I actually was, I think I'm the first parliamentarian that actually went through a pregnancy and mm. even because I was pregnant while I was a senator, gave wow. birth. <laughs> so I, they kind of watch everything about my life transition um, into this role. 
Um, and even when I had that experience, I had my mom um, mm. with me. She comes, she lives in Turks and Caicos, which is uh, southeast of the Bahamas, but she flies over to the Bahamas very often mm. um, to the point where my daughter calls the guest room mama's room because oh. she just sees that as my mom's room. But the other side of it, my husband family is absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful. Um, his mom, but my daughter is the first grandchild of both of okay. his parents. He's the eldest. And so I'm, he's his brother. He has a brother and a sister. His brother is married, but him and his wife doesn't have, they're younger than us. They don't have any sibling, any kids yet. And so Bethany is the only one. And so they are amazing. I can call on them to pick her up from school to get this for her to get that help me plan even my sister-in-law his sister um I can get her to help here there and everywhere and I think I've connected with people while I was campaigning who see the genuineness and who see my heart the pureness of my heart the goodness of my heart and so people who've even joined my team in the ministry who worked with me prior my executive assistant my secretary they have this amazing spirit over them mm. that helps to keep me calm Definitely. and and to lift a little bit of the burden and That's to help good. me stay organized and so they don't allow so much pressure to come you know at certain points they will come in and see that I'm a little stressed and so they will cut meetings for the rest of the day and say we just told everyone we'll reschedule them and so I just think taking that step even to notice when I'm a little burdened mm. or when I'm drained and so even just who you connect with and how people see you you know this is the mm. world now where people respond based on what you put out what yes, you right. give them how you how they see you is what they return back to you and so I just have amazing people in my life that help me to balance. And then I've been met with some amazing public servants who work in the government, who are heads of my department, who buy into the vision and who just respects me in my role, even though I'm younger than so many of them, I'm the age of many of their kids. And they now have to speak to me as minister and kind of take instructions from me, but they respect my, my, my leadership. Um, they bought into the vision and they're so excited to be a part of the ministry where they can um, help to see break ground on a lot of projects that will change people's lives. And so I think it's just really, I, I honestly lean on prayer. I honestly, I lean on prayer because I don't think I would be able to do many of what I am able to achieve if God didn't place people strategically in my life. And that's how I see it. I just feel like, wow, I, I couldn't get the, a better group of people to be placed. And some of them, it was tension in the beginning because you learn that everyone don't support your party. Yeah. Um, um, but they all blended out and we're now working well together. And I think just continued prayer is not going to be perfect. We have tough days, um, but continued prayer. And you always got to remember the storm is passing. Storms pass. That's right. Storms pass. They don't stay and be like, they well, I'm stay. a storm and they I'm here that. for a year. They, <laughs> they keep going, you know, they pass. And so even when it's tough, sometimes I don't even want to get out of bed. I'm like so stressed. And so um, it's so much tension and, and you see this stuff printed in the newspaper and that, and you're like, well, that's not really how it goes. I was praying and I say, you know, God, mm. guide me, guide my tongue, guide my response, mm. because I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm so angered that I allow people to get me to that place where 
I, I have to get to this nasty, you know, do yeah, say yeah. nasty things or do. And so, yeah, I try to fix myself. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> but that, I will tell you that, that makes it kind of worse when we lean on prayer and we are, we are upfront about our relationship with God because the enemy attacks yes, are greater. Oh <laughs> it's great. It's greater. <laughs> oh God. Ain't that the truth? Oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. But one thing I know for sure that God will never leave us or forsake us. Exactly. He will always provide a way of escape. And I believe that he has truly gifted you with the village that you need to help you yeah. not only be successful in this role, but also make his name great in the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because how often do you see politicians saying, I love Jesus and I love him for real, y'all. And I'm not ashamed. I'm to not say ashamed. It. You know what I mean? <laughs> How often do you hear that? People are always compromising their faith for uh, Mm -hmm. fame or a role or for money. But thank Mm -hmm. God that he has kingdom ambassadors in the right place at the right time to fulfill his mission, his kingdom mission on the earth. Oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. this is such a great conversation. Hey, Global Girls, I'm talking to the phenomenal Minister Joe Beth Kobe Davis. She is the youngest female to be appointed to a cabinet position in the Bahamas. This has been such a great conversation. So if you are enjoying this content, please don't forget to like and subscribe and share this content with a friend. We are around here helping women step into their power and join their faith and their works to live out their courageous life for which God created them. And I must also say that this episode is sponsored by the Black Directory, the largest Black business directory in the world. So if you're looking for Black businesses and you and you don't know how to find your, your accountant, your real estate agents, or anyone in between, visit Black Directories, do a search, and find those Black businesses that you would love, love, love to serve. So now back to our conversation. Minister Kobe Davis, please tell me, tell me, tell me what strategies you can give other women who are seeking to step into their political power, whether it be at the uh, municipal level, senatorial level, the house, all those different different avenues. If someone wants to step into their political power by whatever means that looks like for them, do you have any strategies that you can share with them? Yes, of course. Um, First of all, I just I I would say um, know 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 the role before you aspire, mm. right? Try to get an understanding. Try to do a little bit of research. Try to get yourself in networks of people that actually work in the arena of what you're aspiring to go to, or just network with people that are really there in that role, so you can understand what type of prayer you need to offer up, right? Mm. Because sometimes. You do pray for what you want and it's exactly what you pray. Not unlike mm. some, in some instances, God just redirects you. But if it's what you want, know it a little bit so that mm. you could begin to mentally, men, our mental health is so important. And I think sometimes we forget that because we have our own desires. And so we forget about whatever challenges we may mentally have to prepare for. And so knowing a little bit about, about what it is, not looking on the outside and seeing all the glory, but just knowing a little bit about the pain, the stress, the burdens that come with it, and, and how you have to have a little bit of a push to carry on the journey, because sometimes you stumble, you fall. Be in a position to be able to really take constructive criticism. Mm. 
Mm. I always tell people that work around me, that work on my team, I don't want people that's just going to say yes, 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 and praise whatever I say I want to do. I want people that are going to tell me, no, do not do that. That's not the better option. I want people to challenge some of the decision I made. So make sure you attach yourself with some persons who are going to say, look, don't go that way because you're going to buck mm. your toe. Say it before you. So even if you don't listen, when you buck your toe, you can go back and say, boy, that mm. advice you gave me was so powerful. And as women, we are judged a little bit more harder, a little bit mm. more tougher, right? That's why That's prayer true. is so important. That's why prayer is so important. Whether you are a, a Baptist or a Catholic or Anglican, I just feel as if you have to have some sort of meditation that mm. you, you do on a constant to bring you in, to tie you into what your vision for your life is. So I created a vision because I showed I, in my vision, I may have not said politics, I want to be a politician, but I defined to God on a, on a paper what I actually aspire to achieve in my life as a wife, as a mother, mm. as a professional, and most importantly, as a believer. And so I, they said, right division, plain, plain as day. Mm -hmm. And so those photos were like as plain as day, how we wrote it out, how we just cut photos out and the photos spoke to what we want. We did a mm -hmm. big circle in the middle and we put God, mm -hmm. you know? And so the yeah. rest of it was around it. We centered different photos, visions from what my husband wanted to achieve, what I wanted to achieve. Um, I think you just set out your plan and work hard towards it. But mm. always, always, always make sure that you, 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 you commit yourself to a life of prayer. I, that's all I could. I can only speak from what I experience, right? Mm. So if there are non-believers that are listening, I, I experience this thing, this peace that comes over me, and mm. and and kind of that voice that speaks to you and say, "Don't do that." Mm -hmm. Or don't say that because I have already connected myself to God and I pray to him. I lean on him. And so even when it's tough, I just sometimes pull back and say, God, I, I know you got my back. Mm -hmm. I, I trust in you. So that's why every message of mine will always come where it begins and ends with prayer, because mm -hmm. that's what I lean on. Um, hard work and dedication. It, it don't happen easy. It don't happen yeah. easy and, 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 and it takes long for some, I may seem like I got there faster than others. And that doesn't mean that others will not achieve, you know, there, there may be some that get there younger than me. Mm -hmm. I may be the youngest now, which means I make history in that sense, but others will come behind who may be younger than me, who That's may right. achieve more. And it's because I broke that glass ceiling to say, Hey, young people can get an opportunity to sit to this table. That's right. Manage That's right. a family <laughs> and still achieve what the government desires for us to achieve. And so some people are counting on some of these women now who oh, aspire, wow. who I'm speaking through through your podcast. Many people are looking at them now and saying, man, you got to go further because I'm counting on you that if you push through, you achieve it and I see you get through the door, that means it's possible. Mm. So don't hold yourself back. Don't allow fear to hold you back continue to push through even the hurt the pain the stress the disappointment the loneliness it will come I experience it I don't want anybody to think that this podcast I'm saying all the good stuff because things are perfect it is not mm. it comes 
right? But you have yes. to push past that because many, many, many younger girls and boys are mm -hmm. looking at you as an example that if she just gets to the next level, then I am automatically convinced that it's possible for me to get there. So That's you have good. to push through. Oh my God, thank you for sharing that. That encouraged my heart. Um, so you. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. This podcast is for women who want to step out into their power, fulfill their true destiny and purpose on earth. On earth. We do that with faith, know-how, and grit. We are trying to go global based upon our multi-layered lives. So when I say, when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? What does that mean to you? Global is just how far you was able to carry your story, mm. your message. Look at how our story is connected. We met many, many. years ago, <laughs> much younger. Yes. I don't think he was married. I know for sure I wasn't married. No, no, we didn't no. have all of this going on what we have now. Um, but and we didn't achieve all that we achieved. And look at how we're brought back now. You are, yeah. We're in two different countries. Yes. We're excelling in two different ways, right? Yes. But we're both women who are spreading the message that is possible. So you've already went global. I've already went global. That's right. Because everyone that links into your podcast, they're going to get this message from you and from me mm -hmm. as two women doing what we said we wanted to achieve, even if it wasn't what we thought we mm -hmm. would achieve. But having success, having our professions and spreading the message that other women, other girls can go global. So mm. going global just means your story has transcended the corners, the barriers, the waters mm. around you and crossed over into other arenas, into other networks. People now are sitting down and talking about Dr. Jasmine. What an inspiration she is. And they're not even in the vicinity of where you are. People now are saying, Minister Colby Davis, man, she really is working. That's mm -hmm. going global. The message is what you want to be carried. You don't need people to praise you. Praise is to God. But your that's message, right. your message is what you want. So that's what I think of when I hear global. The story transitioning, lives, time, temperatures, cultures. Mm. That's what it means to me. It means getting a strong message of encouragement, support, and belief to others so that it could give them a lift, a boost of their spirit, and they can carry it on. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. This has been such a great, great conversation. And I'm so thankful, Minister Kobe Davis, that you decided to join me to have a little girl chat at the end of your day. Thank you. Thank you thank so, you. so much for joining me. This has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. If you are enjoying the content, please, please, please give us a review, subscribe, like, share. Don't keep this information to yourself. We are around here providing content as consistently as possible. I love, love, love to hear how you are enjoying the content. But first girls, girl, go global. Yes.